and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Pangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Hey, Money Magicians, welcome to the second episode of the Money Magic uh, series where I interview Money Magic students about their money stories. My guest with me today is Senzegile. Senzegile, please tell us about yourself and who you are. Uh, hey, Money Magicians, uh, a lot of you probably already know me from my uh, random posts. Um, so yeah, I'm Sensei Gilem Somi, currently based in Joburg in South Africa. I work for, um, as a manager for one of the management consulting firms, a global firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, long hours solving client problems. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I do. Uh, and I do that in the supply chain, um, space, uh, with a special interest in distribution, uh, which what we call mm. route to market and specifically in Africa, right? And when you mm. say Africa, not the continent, the different countries in Africa, because they've got the different nuances around, you know, how products move from manufacturing floor to the end consumer. Mm. Um, so that's work, right? And then mm. uh, I have a passion for indigenous food, indigenous healing herbs, um mm. and 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 really seeds as well because i've realized that uh, if we are to have anything indigenous it starts with us preserving seeds and sharing seeds uh, for self-sufficiency so that's the area that uh, i am dabbling in i'm currently even looking at like farmland that i want to purchase because uh i want to try it i want to do it and i want the space to yeah. do it yeah. i'm all about wow. um yeah, well, I suppose I'm passionate about this, so I won't stop talking. But I'm all about uh, what has been termed uh, food sovereignty, right? Yes. Which is, um, yes. they say it's the right, you know, to healthy, culturally appropriate uh, food yeah. through, you know, ecologically uh, sound um, methods. 
and so on and so yeah. forth. And so I'm all about that because I feel like we are losing that um, within, I'm going to say South Africa, because I've been to yeah. other African countries and I can definitely yes. see that they have held on to that right yes um so that's just like an area of interest i mean i love nature i love bodies of water natural bodies of water i enjoy travel and adventure and i think that's probably where i connected with vangile first before i connected <laughs> uh, with her around <laughs> the work that she does yeah and um yeah so 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 i guess that's i'm gonna stop there for a moment <laughs> okay we'll keep down Moving deeper into your story, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to ask the question that I'm asking everybody uh, mm-hmm. on the show because it just fascinates me, right? So, what does money to uh, mean to you? If you had to describe money to an alien <laughs> who just landed on planet Earth, how would you describe it? Oh, wow. Um, so firstly, the first question was, how, what does money mean to me? So money means access to me. I think it's access to the things that I want. And yeah. as somebody who values um, independence, I think that has been, independence has been the biggest seduction into this work for me. Uh, because that's what money mm. means to me. It means access, it means independence. It also means I can do a whole lot more good um, in the world, um, you yeah. know, when I have money. Um, yeah. At the same time, strangely enough, it also represented danger, right? Mm, Because I never felt quite safe when I had it. And also, I didn't feel great when I didn't have it. And I I didn't understand how these feelings could exist in the same space. Uh, So that's just, you know, uh, a summary. Yeah, so let's dig into that because it's so meaty we'll we'll keep continuing right so this yeah. is why i'm loving these interviews because i know that they will take us into some interesting territory around money so you yeah. said like it didn't feel safe to have it but also it felt unsafe not to have it having mm-hmm. done the money magic work how do you uh, what have um you learned about our capability of holding to what people would term even contradictory beliefs around money were you even aware that you were holding these two beliefs that sometimes it's safe sometimes it's dangerous so i think subconsciously there was an awareness within me that i hold conflicting feelings about money but Mm. you know when you just gloss over something and yeah. I think that's what I was doing. I was glossing over the feelings. And more yeah. than anything, because of the anxiety that the money represented for me and the danger that it represented, yeah. I was sticking my head in the sand. Mm. I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking at my money, I wasn't looking at my bank statements. I wasn't um I mean I knew how much money I earned, but I think even that I wasn't um fully invested in you know, the minute details of what I earn and what I spend, Mm. why I spend and, you know, like my spending patterns, like what drives them. Um, And so I would say the Money Magic uh, coursework actually helped me to to start to, you know, dissect, you know, this body of money. Yeah, but someone is listening to you and going, Sandegile, you don't understand. Like, maybe they like me. I had panic attacks, right? like going yeah. to the ATM to withdraw money. 
So when I'm hearing someone saying that they work through that danger, uh-uh, I'm different. Like my issues are a lot deeper. So what did you say to that? Like, how do you work through that deep feeling of danger? So I think the best way that I can try to explain this is um, the same way that we would uh, work with the wound, right? Yes. So when somebody has been um, injured by any, uh, I don't know, any means, and they are yes. bleeding, and the say it's, it's a wound on the head, they're bleeding, mm. it's coming down onto the shoulders. When you see them, you actually don't know how badly injured they are, where they are injured to begin with. So the first Mm -hmm. thing that you want to try and do with that kind of person is clean them up, right? And initially when you clean off the blood in the areas that where the wound is not, like the shoulders, I mean, it's okay. It's it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, you know, when you're cleaning off the shoulder, it's gross. Um, but, I mean, that's not where the pain is, right? Mm. Um, you know, you undress the person, you soak the clothes, you start washing the head, some of the blood has clotted onto the hair. And it's painful now, you know, think Afro. <laughs> but eventually, yeah. you actually get to the wound. And yes. I feel like this is such... Um, this it's a direct reflection of what happens to us in the money magic cause. So the free stuff that Vangile shares... Some of it is probably like the blood on the arm, right? Where you're like, oh, there's a blood spot. Let me clean it up. But like there's a bigger wound where this thing is dripping. And unless you clean it and stop it from um, becoming an infection um, and like sewing it up nicely, I mean, it's, you're going to die from septic shock or something like that. Actually, this is the first time I've ever heard this described like this. Like, Wow. <laughs> this is mind blowing. And that is my experience in the course, <laughs> and they've never ever done this. You know, so so powerful. So, Santagila, when in your life, even long before the course came around or any of this work, did you start having a suspicion that um, your money story wasn't and your relationship with money wasn't about the money? For example, I, I think I started having the suspicion when I was in my early 20s waitressing in London, I said there was like an inkling that no man, something is just not coming together for me, <laughs> you know? But I just thought, mm, I think it's a kibulo, you know? It's like some kind of witchcraft that's going on. But I didn't really have the words to explain it. So when did you start thinking, mm, my things are not coming together, maybe it's not just about money? You know, funny enough, I think in my teenage years, I did have the feeling that I deserved everything that um, I wanted to have in life, right? Let's start there. Yeah. But somewhere between then and starting to work and starting to buy, mm-hmm. you know, a car on credit and a house on credit, yeah. I started to realize that there was, there was a feeling of enslavement in how I was living my life. And I started asking questions Ooh. around did God build me to come into this life experience to work every single day, have one month mm. off per month until I'm 60? Yeah. There's something off about that picture. I shouldn't be using my best years cooped up in an office 
you know, working, building some, building an yeah. empire, regardless of whose empire it is, I should yeah. be out there enjoying life. And, and with my yeah. adventurous spirit, there was definitely a, like um, a disconnect, right? Yeah. But the messaging around me from my own parents, from family, from friends was work hard. Um, mm. You know, what do they say? They say, perseverance is the mother of success there are all yeah. these things like, and 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 they are in zulu like yeah. like basically yes. they just like <laughs> there was so much messaging around you have got to be doing something in order yeah. to to basically have a life worth living and then moving yes. on from that we also grew up in households. I was raised by my granny until the age of 10, right? Mm. And um, she despised uh, laziness, right? Oh, and yes. <laughs> Which just, grandmother did not? Which African grandmother did not have a war on laziness? And on top of that, a lazy girl. A lazy girl. Yes. Who is no. going to marry you? Who is going to marry you? Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, never, I, I actually used to answer my grandmother as a child and say, well, I'll have a dishwashing machine. Well, I'll have a washing machine. Basically, wow. letting her know. And I didn't know at the time that it would be possible because I have those things now. But clearly, yeah. my inner, I don't know, higher self knew <laughs> yeah. that these things were a possibility. And yeah. they weren't in my grandmother's mind right yes. um yeah so wow. i think yeah it's something that started a long time ago but how i came to actually be interested in this kind of work is i would say the secret was definitely one of the books that made me believe that i could do something you know i could vision board yeah. i could affirm <laughs> i could wish i could think about these things and somehow they would come into yeah. my experience and yeah. then i went into you know louise hayes um teachings around how you know every disease in the body is a, a manifestation of something that's wrong with yeah. you know um your spirit or yeah, yeah. Well, metaphysically and then there yeah. was uh who's this florence Scoville shin who then also yes. spoke about the fact that you have got to be you have got to forgive you've got to let things yes. go because they weigh you down and all of that so by the time i, I came that. to you you were presenting a different dimension, but what was interesting for me was the fact that you were specifically focused on money. But yes. it was strange <laughs> in the sense that I went from your free material, I bought your book. Your book yes. was literally the precursor to me joining the, 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 the Money Magic um, oh, wow. you know, community. Because what that book did was it explained the different emotions that exist in our bodies. And yes. for me, anxiety and fear and shame were interesting because those were the emotions that I had around money. Mm. And then you explained yes. how they manifest in financial behavior. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> yeah. how does she know this? Because this is literally me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a journey of consuming your material, of uh, reading your book, and then eventually yeah. we did uh, a fall in love with your bank account challenge where we yeah. had to put down statements, look at them, every transaction, and I nearly died doing that because <laughs> I started to realize that my emotions and my anxiety around money resides mm. from, like, where my hair ends at the bottom. Oh, to wow. The 
to the middle of my back. Those areas would just lock. Oh, wow. I would be in so much pain that even if I went for a massage, I would come out screaming Mm. out of the massage because it was that painful. And the strangest thing that's happened um, since I started the Money Magic course and I'm doing the work um, is that I have started to realize that I've released that pain. I don't know. I don't know the moment yeah. when it happened, <laughs> but you I can tell you now. The beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it happened, but I do know that I've released sure. that pain because I am. You know, Vangile, I would go to the point of ignoring, like refunds that I was supposed to kind of claim. That's how yeah. much I was running away from my money. Even completing mm. like a form that says this is my bank account number, pay the money yeah. to this account. I would ignore it for like six months and I would need the money. Sure. But for some reason, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even do the, what do you call it? I wouldn't do the logical stuff yes. that yes. I should be doing. And I had no but idea why I wasn't doing it. Right. But that now makes sense to you, right? Cause now you've yes. done the work and you can see that if there's a part of us that believes that we are fee- that we are unsafe, that money is unsafe. And, Dealing with money is unsafe and registers. And here's the thing. Most of us are not aware of this, but when the mind, when the amygdala registers unsafety, it's not going, oh, this is a small situation. Unsafety is unsafety. The mind goes into straight. Everything is a threat if it's unsafe. So why would you want, why would, any part of your subconscious allow you to be in a space that it registers as life or death, allow you to be dealing with something that it registers as dangerous that could potentially kill you. So why, even when it looks like I need the money and the need should surely be greater than the fear it's not true because the mind has stored lots of historical data mm. in the body to say this is unsafe, money is unsafe. And I, and I, guess, and I guess that is basically the heart of the program. And that's yes. the heart of the, of the community that we have uh, where yes. we support each other, right? Uh, and where you yeah. provide guidance, where yes. you are able to come out and say, this is how I feel, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, there's help right there that says, well, you feel like this because, and then yeah. kind of like also a realization that you're not the only person who's going through that process. You get some encouragement around um, the fact yeah. that there is light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. right? And I think with me, uh, one of the biggest things that I never thought was my problem was the fact that, um, and I'm just going to say a few things that have been revealed by the program to me. By the oh, Money no, Magic go ahead. Work. I feel so, like this is going to be so, so helpful to so many people. So please feel free. <laughs> so um, I think I always wondered why I could make money. There was just enough for me and my son. So it's mm. almost like I was making money at survival level. If I bought yes. a house or a, and, 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 and let me just put it out there. I think I bought my first car at 22 after working for like less than a year. Wow, I bought my first amazing. house. Yeah. I bought my first house, um, like at 23, like I moved into it at the age of wow. By the age of 25, I had done the things that my mother had said are the things that are going to help her to sleep peacefully when she dies, you know, knowing that I can take yes. care of myself. 
and yes. um and then i continued through life so now i've got these basics but for some yes. reason i'm struggling to live uh, beyond survival where i can just like thrive and yes. save and have more than enough there's always these emergencies oh. coming up some of them are created by myself um yeah and i've got these questions but nobody's answering and when i started yeah. doing the work the first things that came up were it's not safe for me to have money for a number of reasons which i will name the first one yes. is my grandfather yeah. was rich and yeah. he was killed by his own family for his wealth which they took away and then obviously oh my, my mom and them were left destitute but they were able to build themselves up through education yeah. secondly yeah. i grew up in a home where um we had taxis right um at some wow. point started a taxi business and uh, we were we were we were doing okay financially yeah. but oh my god the money was treated with mystery my stepfather had a gun to look after this money the saves in my house were taller than i was when i was like <gasps> 10 11 and the keys to can the you imagine <laughs> can you imagine the messaging the subconscious message that 10 year old senzegile got from that that like having money is the stress of security exactly. comes with guns and safe and and, and because sure. people are going to come for you and it's not just that yes. it's also conversations around the house and community and mm. in particular at my away from town where i lived with my mom at my granny's yeah. house we had two taxi bosses that were yes. um that lived in well had homes in the area and wives and yeah. whenever they would come home they would come home yes. with like you know how like the government uh, ministers drive with blue lights those guys yes. blue lights then like when i was 10 11 when they would come yeah. home especially um like when it got dark you could actually see that the lights on top of the four by four vehicles because the area wow. had like so you could see yeah. the lights as a child and it was this drama of you know oh. he's coming home and he's got all these guards oh, that are looking after and him he's and he's got him. money with him and it's because he's got money and so those were the two guys and then the gossip around uh, obviously the village i mean you're a child you're not gossiping but you are observing and you're listening. hearing yeah the gossiping is that um for them to be rich they killed x they killed um yeah somebody else and therefore their lives are not safe. somebody's coming from for them and then you would also look at like the people who owned like the shops that supplied the community with like maize and yeah. stuff like that and you would yeah. realize that these people almost lived in an island their kids didn't play with other kids in the community yes and um i mean who wants to be isolated like that who wants to be, I mean, now, like, this money is bringing you the stress, this loneliness, this lack of safety, right? So this is just, wow, this is such powerful insight. And, and I love that. if I can that, end off the story, if, yeah. you still, if, I can, yeah, if I can end off the story before you finish, all those yeah. guys were, were gunned down and they made front news oh when they got gunned down i think one in particular was close to us was gunned down in front of like the kfc that i've known since i was a child and oh um, yeah just like in town so it, not only do i have the story for a very big portion of my life yeah. i also know how it ends and it ends yes. with like certain death yeah oh my gosh my condolences my goodness so actually your feeling of safety was backed up by facts right and always, i think always 
Yeah, and this is such a big thing, right? Like I feel like so many of us can uh, relate to this unsafety. Like I'm just thinking that this is definitely the most horrific, right? In terms of like the gunning down. But some of us come from uh, households of abuse where we have seen when someone makes money, how they are ill-treated, how the breadwinner is scorned and shouted at, gossiped about. It may not be physical violence, but it's a violence of sorts. And in this time, there's some of us who come from families where we've seen how when the mom uh, excelled more than the father, there was physical real physical violence Mm. so it's like money is behind some of these um, atrocities right so I mean this is a deep trauma can you share some of the ways in which you started working around this trauma this is so so intense so that you can go beyond survival oh sorry before we move on I wanted to say like I hope that people are starting to understand why for you it would have been, it would not be safe to go beyond survival mode because if the inner child and the inner teen are holding on to these traumas that going beyond survival mode equals literal death, why should you, why should your entire being, your inner child and your inner teen come to this party of helping you expand financially? So even affirmations wouldn't work because it's like we are dealing with trauma that is stored in the body, not just a mental belief that needs to be untangled. So what did you start to do? Can you share maybe three lessons that you found helpful for you on this journey to safe, uh, to feeling safer? So I think writing letters to money was definitely <laughs> very interesting because it's wow. like a simple exercise where you write these letters to money, but actually a lot is revealed in those letters mm. that you write, right? Yes. As you as you continue writing the letters, you discover new things every day. And yes. if you if you put in the time to do the work, to connect the yeah. dots, that's yes. when the magic starts to happen. Because yes. as you connect the dots, you are able to pinpoint um, problem areas um, yes. which then help you to figure out which meditations in the yes. money magic course you need to be focusing on right mm, um that's which is so then probably the second thing yeah so which meditations did you find really helped so like the spirit of money um yes uh meditations there yes. is and i hope i don't forget now but there is one that speaks about uh feeling not good enough right because yes, remember my, my financial trauma that i had experienced being successful made me ashamed yes. of yeah. where I was in life with money, the debt I had, the, just True. like my financial behavior. And yes. I just felt like I wasn't good enough, which is interesting because I didn't just feel good enough around my money and spending habits. That is yes. also a feeling that is linked to many other things, you know, within my life that will never come out if I, that would never have come out if I didn't do the work. Like yes. you are not pretty enough because you're dark right oh you are goodness. not good enough because you didn't get an a right i do come from a competitive yes. family right yes. so to see how that same 
feeling manifested in my finances, you know, kind yeah. of pointed the way in the sense that I was able to understand that I need to go to that meditation so that it can help me to start to clear up the yes. gaps around not feeling good enough, yes. not trusting yes. my, my own abilities, yes. doubting yes. myself, right? Thereby yes. giving away my power. And mm. I think uh, yeah, those are probably the, the first two things. The third thing is not an actual thing, uh, but it's consistency, right? Because yes. you can't do these meditations once. You yes. don't write the letters to many once. You don't do the, yes. the you don't do it once. Yeah. You need to be consistent. You know, it's yeah. almost like taking a bath every day. If you do not bath yeah. today, your armpits will smell right yes the funny so the nice thing is that eventually with money magic you can stop bathing to an extent yes yes <laughs> because <laughs> you, st you start to realize that the tension around money is gone from you know the back of your yes. neck your back yeah and you start to see yourself venture into a space of i have three thousand rands to invest and yeah. you, you enjoy the process of looking for investments and investing in something. Yeah. You start to think about how can I increase, you know, my income yeah. where you come from a space where it was your job, your salary, and yeah. there was kind of feeling, and you could see no other way of, yeah. you know, making more money. And yeah. I think people think that you teach budgets and reduce expenses <laughs> here and there. There is a small, small element of that. But I think what I love about how you teach budgeting is budget the way that you spend money. Yes. And then ask yourself if where you are spending money are your areas of, of yeah. value. Like, are they aligned yeah. with your values? So it, it's, yeah. much, it's much deeper than... Um, yeah. I'm going to say it's, it's deeper than getting the free content. It's deeper yeah. than getting the book. Um, although getting yeah. those things first helps because you are it able does. to catch on to, to concepts quicker because yes. you are not starting from zero you're starting from like five out of hundred yeah. then you start yeah. moving to 10 and then 15 and so you go yeah so since i'm just gonna backtrack a little while um a little bit i love all that you've just said but oh gosh so many people go ham on me when they join the course because I think the students, like when I'm introduce, interviewing you guys, you talk about the spirit of money. Oh, the, those three meditations are going to be the death of me because <laughs> people land in the course and then they lose it when they don't see the spirit of money and they don't connect <laughs> with the spirit of money. You guys have no clue. I spend like days and weeks working with people who have just gotten into the course. And because there's so many comments under the spirit of money uh, um, meditations in the actual course site, not just the Facebook um, call in the Facebook group, people are like, Oh my God, I want that experience. I want to see my spirit of money, that person saw it. And I'm just like, I literally cannot make you see your spirit of money. So what has been your relationship with the spirit of money? Was it easy for you to connect with the spirit of money? Was it a journey? Did it change over time? So here's the interesting thing about my spirit of money. It has never showed up <laughs> as the same thing ever. Yeah. Wow. 
it's never showed up as the same thing. It's shown up probably twice as human beings or three times, right? One that I knew, two that I never knew. All the other times, it's a bonsai tree, it's a waterfall, (laughs) it's a big, like, it's never, like, one thing. So I think what people try to do when they start doing these meditations is they, they want to make something happen. Yes, yes. And I think this, this cause requires you to be in biblical terms, uh, be like a child so that you can see the kingdom, right? Yes. Like, don't overthink it. Don't, don't, don't use uh, too much logic. Go with your intuition, go with your spirit allow your yes. soul for once to lead. I mean, we use our heads a lot at Yo, work and it becomes, yeah. a, it becomes a default setting. And I think when yeah. people enter the cause, they want to go in there with, it's a problem. How do I solve it? No, yeah. allow your, allow your, and, and, and I think here, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something else that you need to do at <laughs> the start of the cause that speaks to intuition, right? Because people do not know that they've got this inner, that there's an ability yes, for you okay, to be taught. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Something's just happened at sound. Yes. <laughs> no, I hear you. Or put from within. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with your MBA and your engineering degree and your PhD. You know, I'm clicking for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because yeah. that's the thing. Also, when I started this course, people would say to me that I first need to get my finances in order before I join the Money Magic course. And that always baffled me. And I was always like, why, why am I here then if you need to first go and do your financial work and get, and people would even say, I need more spiritual growth before I do the work. And I'm just like, then why am I here? Because the purpose of this work is this. <laughs> so funny, funny enough, uh, I think what we also don't realize is that subconsciously, you will try to run away from um, the work that's going to help you. Yeah. So, and I feel wow, like some of those excuses are just your your demons, as they call it in in Ibazalanin. <laughs> those are your demons, basically trying to hold on to you a little bit longer. Because, wow. I mean, what I've found is that I joined the Money Magic course when I actually didn't have the money to pay for it. I just wow. had the, I, I took the, the option where I could, you know, pay over 10 months. And yeah. I said to myself, I'm going to try and find this money somewhere every single month because I don't have yeah. it as a lump, a lump sum. What has yeah. since happened is that the amount of financial breakthroughs that I've had, um, I was in a position to pay the course in cash within probably four months of joining the course. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I've kept the, play, yeah. the payment plan, but I was in a position to actually yeah. just pay for it once and for all. And actually that happens a lot, believe it or not. Like people will get into the course like three, four months in and say, Vangile, can I please just cancel the monthly subscription? I'm just going to pay the lump sum now. Mm. It, just, it happens often, you know, and I'm always like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Good for you. <laughs> so I was already yeah. in that position myself within like the first four months of joining the cause. Wow. Um, and I think what, what's also happened is that I'll, just as a side note, 
I would sometimes yeah. get a lump sum, maybe yeah. because I've been visioning it or I've been asking for it. And yeah. once I got the sum of money, I wouldn't use it the way that I had planned to use ah, it. And it always yes. baffled me why I would yes. do that to myself. And the funniest yeah. thing that's happened since I joined the course is that when I make financial plans and I say, when I get this money, I'm going to do X, I'm going to do Y, mm. um, I, I'm actually able to get the money and just do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been meaning to double my bond installments forever in a day. Wow. And I mean, you just said double your bond installments. Yeah. Are and I'm, I'm doing that this wow. month. I'm doing that this wow. month. For, so wow. bond installments and doubled. During COVID, hey? This during COVID. Just, this is just so powerful, Senzegile. Well done. Because there is such, that's the thing about bond repayments, right? It's like, it makes such a big difference to double the repayments. You shorten um, the amount of time that it takes to pay the bond. It's, wow, that is amazing. Definitely you know, congratulations. Thank you. And I think additional to that, I, I told you in the beginning about my, 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 my connection with land and indigenous food yeah. and herbs and all of that. I've been yes. meaning to buy land since 2010, right? And wow. I have papers actually in front of me here for buying um, a piece of land in Bumalang. No way! Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you, I am in the process. And one of the things that came up oh during the gosh. Money Magic Cause meditations, I think one of them, oh my God. is that there was trauma related to land ownership of land mm, right yes i remember you sharing that in the student group yes yeah so uh i think because i've done a little bit of work around that guess what yeah. suddenly i i feel like i can do it and i'm doing it right i mean you shared about this this is such a dream for you you've been talking about it in the student group and I was stuck and I didn't know why. Thank you. I was oh stuck and God. I didn't know why. But this work reveals a lot of things, right? Yes. This work yes. reveals a lot of things. Some of which, are, for instance, history that I know in my family, my grandfather's yeah. land was taken away by people who killed him. And then some of yeah. it is actually not even from like now. It's from like yeah. the 1800s, the 1700s, Right. Um, just like trauma that and I wasn't so even aware trauma, of. Right? Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh! And I don't know. Maybe Christians freak out when they hear ancestral trauma. <laughs> to be honest, I I, 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 won't, I won't I won't say anything to that except to say that well, you wear your ancestors' um, smile. You yeah. their blood flows through you, and when yeah. you have a heart attack, and then they start to tell you that you have a predisposition position to heart attacks because your grandfather your mother yeah, like exactly those are, we don't only inherit disease um, yeah. or predisposition to disease um from our, our great grandparents we we inherit um gifts good gifts as well but we also oh. inherit traumas which yes. um they never were able to process and release and we mm. can then do that and it's not just for us it's for the yeah. bloodline going both spaces in time and space. Yes. Like forward and forward. I love it. You know, yes. and people don't realize that. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I can go on and on about this work. I believe <laughs> in it. Like, I really believe in it. It doesn't mean that it's easy. People mustn't fool Not at all. Gosh. that it's easy. <laughs> like, when you're looking at your, at your issues and your neck, like, stops moving because it's locked. Yes. And you, yeah. you, run, you get away from the work and then your neck kind of comes back and then you go back and the same thing happens. <laughs> you start to realize, okay, maybe it is the money that is giving me yeah. that. And yeah. you start to realize that. And then you start to, to... And also, I think you need to be open to the, to the yeah. fact that it's possible that yeah. what Vangile is saying is true. You don't have to take it as gospel the first time, but yeah. you can just think about the fact that it is possible because here is the thing. We've tried so yeah. many methods to to make yeah. our money problems go away and amen hey 14 like, wow. years later after starting to work they haven't gone away if yes. anything they get worse because yeah. every year every year you upgrade lifestyle you take on more debt and yeah you are just at the same place you were in five years ago yes and that's the thing that makes me hurt and that's why i do this work and this is why I work mainly with black women with this work, because as a black woman, I know the struggle, you know, I know the struggle of not just me, but seeing family, seeing friends where every year where you'd be reading these books, like um, telling you that every year you should be able to sit down and track your net worth and you should have grown in your net worth. And we don't. And yet we're working so hard and, it looks like we are lazy, we are irresponsible, but we don't know why the debt is growing, why we're mm. unable to save, why we're unable to go after our dreams. And mm. that for me is a thing that hurts me. And that's why I'm so passionate about this work. Because I'm like, no, our traumas cannot be the thing that holds us back from succeeding. Mm. You know, this is something that we can work on and heal. Mm. So since Aguila, have you seen an increase in your ability to save? I know that your investment, your relationship with investments has completely changed because you're constantly stunting on us in the student group and telling us about new ways to invest and things that you're doing. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I feel like I'm turning over a new person. Uh, yeah. My finances don't scare me anymore. And because they yeah. don't scare me anymore, I am able to look at them every single day, which means that my wow. relationship with money is definitely becoming uh, more of one where money is definitely my lover as opposed yes. to my, terror, my terrorist, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so what I am doing is, is that I am, like I said, I've doubled my um, bond repayments. Yes. Um, I have um, I have money in my account until payday, right? Oh, which yeah. was um, never the case before. Thirdly, uh, I used to manifest these emergencies and people just asking me for money and like yeah. uh, I would even get frustrated by the fact that I was being sidetracked by stuff that I didn't do, right? Yeah, like it's, it's an emergency that I'm being asked to. And, and funny enough, instead of putting my foot down and saying no to these emergencies, I would often say yes, because I wanted validation from family, from friends. Yes. I wanted to save people 
And yeah. in the process of saving people, I was actually digging my own grave deeper, mm-hmm. right? Because often the money would come from my credit card or my revolving oh, loan wow. or my overdraft. Yeah. Yet when the person is to pay back the money, they don't pay back with all those interest and fees. And also mm-hmm. some of them never wow. actually paid back. Yeah. So, and then you have like these really stressful relationships. So <laughs> I know this, man, because it's something that my brother till this day laughs at me. This is pre me too. This is all the stuff that led me to do the money magic work. You know, my brother always says, Oh yeah, you were playing a big shot there. Man. Because like there's people in the neighborhood, in our neighborhood where I will walk around and I'll be like, that person owes me 8,000. So that person oh, wow. owes me 4,000. I still, I, it just happens. You know, you go to gatherings and you look at the person like you still owe me money as and i had to get to with this work i had to make peace that part of this was my drama like mm. i a part of me knew that this money wasn't coming back but i loaned it so let me make peace with it so now we laugh about it in the family that like they'll sometimes my family will say oh by the way that friend of yours has never paid back that money right i'm like oh i even forgot but this is the thing we dig our own graves like you said but the thing is you are doing it subconsciously i suppose and you're not aware and yeah. when you gain awareness you you becoming like a, a new human being you're able to say i'm sorry i can't make the trip um mm. i simply do not have the money to make the trip yeah where before you know you would have made it happen right yes Uh, And for what? For what, right? For validation, to to buy love and to be liked Mm. uh, and also Mm. to hide your shame around the fact that um, your finances are not uh, balancing, right? Yeah, and we do that a lot, shame. You know, we don't want to own, like, because that's that thing, what will people say when they truly find out? Because... I've created this facade around money and my relationship with money. So now should they find out and that should they find out is what keeps most of us trapped. And I've seen it even with people why we won't even go for help because what if people suddenly see that I am getting help around my money, you know, and it's something that can hold, keep us stagnant for years. Uh, and I think in the black community, if I may, um, yeah, there is something. I'm glad that we are having these conversations and that they are public. Yes, because yeah. as we do this work, we are liberating a lot of people who will start yes. to realize that the feelings that they feel are normal, right? And what Thank they need you. to do is yes. get, get the help you need. Get the help yes. you need, right? You don't yeah. have to navigate the space by yourself. And I yeah. always felt that I had to navigate my finances by myself, that I should know better. Yeah. I did do some accounting at school. I should know, yeah. you know, income and expenses yeah. and how to how that should balance. But yeah. unfortunately, it just wasn't happening, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. normalize getting help. Let's normalize coaching. Let's normalize, mm. um, you know, the fact that you are not alone. Yeah, I myself have coaches, right? And I share so openly the conversations that I have with my coaches in the student group. I myself need help to be able to 
work through some of the things that keep me stuck. So mm. I agree, like normalizing getting help. But I think also this is part of the not good enough story that we talk uh, about, right? Like yes. the, especially I feel like there is what I call the good black daughter and the good black son. Mm. They were always excelling at things. They always did everything right. And then they start working and everybody yep. was like, you're going to be the successful one. You're going to be the one that carries the family and takes us out of poverty. And there were all these pressures and they believe yes. that they've got that capacity. And then you get older and you realize that, Oh my God, I, I can't, but there's so much shame because everybody had so much faith in you. So you feel like what is wrong? There's something wrong. There's nothing wrong. You don't it's know all- what you don't know. You know, you just don't. I would say we are almost groomed into the Messiah yes. archetype. Whew, that's deep. Literally. I feel like we are groomed yeah. into the Messiah archetype and yeah. more so those of us who are degreed. It's almost like if you are not degreed, then it's yeah. okay. Like they didn't invest enough in you. Yeah. You, you get a bit of a free pass, right? But once that you are degreed, so true, like, it's like the wow. pressure like triples. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And also we take it on. We become the messiah. Of course we become it. You know, because we feel like our love, that um, the love that we get is stemming from how much we can give, how much we can save others. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's so much of untangling to do. So my final question to you, Senzagile, and I feel like I don't even want to stop this interview. It is that good, right? But my final question is to say, Do you have any, I know for most people, like we're talking about the work, it is hellish to do. Guys, like I sleep on most days. I do this work and I'm just like, if it, you know, (laughs) I tell the universe, I'm like, I've done enough. Like this one or two meditations is what I need before I can do real uh, other work in the company. Luckily, this is part of my work, but how do you do the work? Do you have a routine? Do you have a morning routine, especially for people that are thinking, I want to do this course, but am I going to have the time? And of course, we know that like doing this work, the time, like suddenly the time that you need to make the money to save, to pay off debts is so shorted. So the work actually frees up time. But how did you approach being consistent in it? So I think the first time that, uh, well, that was before I joined the course, but when we did the money, yeah. the, the fall in love with your, your, your bank account challenge, which is a yeah. small taste of what the course is like, yeah. I, it was a combination of coming home with yeah. uh, an, an intention to, yes. to actually do the work. So setting out time in the uh-huh. evening and, yeah. and, and on some days, I would just take my lunch hour at work, go down to my car, switch on my yeah. phone and just sit in my car and, you know, do the work. Right. Yes. So, and then now that I'm full time in the program, what yeah. I'm doing, what I do is because I've realized how it affects my body. Right. I do it oh, only yeah. in the evenings when yeah. I, when I do have access to a bed because yes. I mean, tiredness happens Tears happens, happens. Tears are the real thing, hey? Tears happen. Um, And and also just like needing 
you know when you when you've taken your lunch hour you can do the work but sometimes you want to journal for longer because that many yes. insights are downloading from your brain so yes. I, I i went away from the lunch hour thing because it i would have to look at the time in terms of oh let me write quickly because i need to get back to yeah. work whereas if i do it yeah. in the evenings then i own the evening even if i do it until 11 p.m but yeah. at least i can do it in its entirety and then maybe i yeah. can take take a break the next day and not do the work and sleep earlier. yes but it yes. is something that you are going to have to build into your daily routine every single day i yeah. mean um right now i i'm, I'm, I'm with my cousin uh, yes. with me in Feb when she got a job in Joburg and I've made yeah. it clear to her that when I say to her that I'm going to do the work, I'm out of bounds like no calling, yeah. no knocking no doing anything until I come out yeah, wow, I, I am impressed by you guys hey, like <laughs> I am just impressed by the Money Magic students because you guys really do the work, I mean you guys show up you feedback you do the work and you carve out space. And I think I used to be kind of sporadic, but watching you all do the work, I was like, now I have a routine in the mornings where I'm like, I do not break routine because I see that everyone around me is doing the work and serious. And so I've also become serious as a student. So it's really, really powerful to observe. Thank and it's interesting that you are a student to your own work because for some people, they expect you to be the guru and therefore you have, you know, reached enlightenment <laughs> And, you know, you don't have yeah. <laughs> yeah. So But you guys see how I fall apart from my own, from the teachings themselves, you know, like how I will go into the meditations and come and be like, I'm not teaching anything for this week. I am falling apart. Okay, this is what's come up. <laughs> and I think for me, that, that's interesting because it just shows us um, that it's not a quick fix. And people need to get that it's not yes. a, it's not a, yes. yeah. yeah, it's something that it's you've got to be, it's a lifelong uh, piece of work. And uh, yeah. <laughs> if you, and it's the best investment you could ever make in yourself, right? Yes. Because guys, we've spent time in relationships. We've spent yes. money in relationships. Uh, and I'm talking about friendships <laughs> and, and romantic relationships. And yeah. this is truly like uh, your romance with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you reveal yourself to yourself. And mm. it's amazing uh, just like the transformation that you see in your life yeah. from doing the work, which is probably why we go back yeah. and do it every this day, is true. every week. Yeah. And so yeah. it goes. Yeah, I've seen it with people. It's something that I love about this work is that literally I very rarely am like people do the work. I'm like that coach that's like, please let's not force our families to join the Money Magic course. We want to. <laughs> that's like my preaching to say, if they come and they want to and they need your help, do it. But I love it. So people I know that if it like me listening in I'm just like wow I would want to have and unpack so much of the things that you've shared with us and just talking and 
maybe you need something around the land that people can partner with you on various ventures and projects. How do they reach out to you? How do they connect with you? And uh, if you don't mind, if you want to talk about some ventures, uh, a particular venture that you would um, be interested in having conversations with people listening in on this on, go for it. So I think the one thing that's really important to me right now is uh, it's not something that I'm selling, but um, it, it's the land, right? Yes. And what I'm realizing is that that's the one thing that nobody's manufacturing anymore. And yes. we, we have an opportunity to access land. And I'm just looking for like-minded people who hmm. I can partner with, where we can buy, I'm going to make an example, like maybe eight hectares of land and there's four of us and we divide it and each person gets two hectares and it works out cheaper than if you bought yes. it by yourself. I'm looking yes. for people who are interested in indigenous food, how we can, yeah. you know, seeds, uh, seed um, custodians, uh, like yeah. just like sharing seeds with like-minded people, food yeah. preservation right um yeah. as well and just making africa um sustainable in terms of like food Ooh. we shouldn't be begging uh, somebody else to feed us right the world yeah. food program we have the most fertile continent in the world yes. something is off something is yes. wrong and i think yes. we are the ones that we have been waiting for to come and kind of save ourselves and so i think that's what i'm looking yeah. for and i'm open to people connecting with me just like on facebook and uh, messaging me and saying uh, we heard that uh, you know conversation you had with vangile we are interested yeah. let's have a chat and some of it may not result in partnership but maybe cross pollination yeah. and i'm open Ooh, to all of that because with yeah. this pro with this uh, cause what i found is that I am creating a whole new tribe that is aligned yes. to my values. Yes. And uh, it's, it's so incredible. So I'm open to those connections. Yes. Yeah. 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 And one day we will add a magic student group. This is the bigger group. Because I think people sometimes think that the student group is like the bigger group. I'm like, no, fam. Like the connections the things that are going on in the student group are just mind-blowing. The resources shared, all that. So, yeah. So I mean, powerful. we do business with each other as well, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> and I people don't realize. <laughs> I love it. Like, I see it and I'm always like, when did this happen? People are, like sharing feedback of businesses they've done together. I'm like, when are you guys having the time <laughs> in between the work? But I love it. So, Senzagile, thank you so much. And guys, I will tag Senzagile on Facebook. I, I mean, you guys, if you've listened to the Property Magicians podcast, you know that Mizo and I's entire intention with that podcast was, is, not was, <laughs> is around land and ownership of property. So this is key. But more than anything, you've probably heard us talk about the Money Magic course and how incredible it is around healing trauma. If you're feeling called to do the course and you are so ready, uh, regardless of when you are watching this video, go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. I opened the course for registration um, every, I would say about four or five times a year 
for about a week or longer at times. So if the course is open for registration, definitely enroll. If not, there is a form on the course website that allows you to get onto the waiting list. Get onto the waiting list, right? And I will send you updates as soon as we open up for registration. And of course, message me, inbox me at any time if you want to be part of the course so that I can directly email you. And if you're in a situation where I have people who are like, I need this course ASAP, we can have a conversation, right? So thank you so much, Senzagile, and thank you, you guys, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Senzagile. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.